Hey, welcome back to the Ascent Church Podcast. We have a great episode for you. So let's get to it. guys this morning. I woke up this morning feeling like I got hit by a truck because of my sinuses. Taylor and I moved into a a new house this weekend, so I think we stirred up dust and everything. Yeah, you can clap for that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty awesome too. Now I get to hang pictures, which is going to be a lot of fun, so uh, pray for me Uh, because I am certainly going to need it. Hey, if you're new, my name is Blake. I get the the privilege of being the pastor of this church, and I really do call it a privilege. Uh, Last week, uh, after the service, some people went to eat lunch together. And by some people, I mean like we pretty much took up the whole back of a restaurant. And I was just thinking how cool that is because as a pastor, one of my jobs, one of the things I worry about is getting people connected. Like I try really hard to work on small groups and certain things to get people in groups together. And it was almost like God was like, dude, you know, let me handle it. Like the people actually want to be together. And so as a pastor, that gives me great joy when I, when I see the love and the community that we have as a family. And I just, as we were singing, I was super uh, blessed to hear you guys singing and just how far God has taken our church. But that's just my sappy moment for the day. Uh, We are in a series called the Book of Prayers through uh, the Psalms. And today we're looking at one of the most famous psalms, Psalm 19. Uh, My brother Tim Good is going to be preaching. Tim, if you want to go ahead and come up. Everybody give a hand to Tim. I, uh, I always think about my very first sermon, uh, a guy in Texas, Fort Worth, Texas, a small church of about, I don't know, 15 people, uh, let me preach at an evening service. So there was about eight of us there. And uh, I, I was always just so grateful that he allowed me to preach. He encouraged me to preach. And it was an awful sermon. Uh, I pray none of you ever have to hear it. Uh, and I was so nervous. I got red and splotchy. And it, it was really just a, a bad experience overall, I think, for everybody uh, watching me. Uh, and yet they all encouraged me so greatly. And that pastor encouraged me. And I made that decision on that day, and especially when we planted Ascent, that I'm going to give people the opportunity to, to preach the gospel, uh, especially for the first time. And I, I'm just so thankful when I get to see that actually come to petition. And today we get to see Tim preach his first sermon. And uh, he's, he's going to do a great job. Uh, and uh, I, he didn't sound very excited there, but I think that he is. No, so, I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to pray for Tim. Uh, and then he's going to walk us through Psalm 19. So let's pray. Father, uh, thank you for Tim. Uh, God, thank you for the courage to stand up here and speak on Father's Day. Uh, Lord, you are our father. And uh, I know you look at Tim with a great amount of pride that he had the courage to stand up here and to speak your word. Lord, I thank you for our people who I know are great listeners. As Tim does, a, does the hard work of preaching, we will all do the hard work of listening to your word. And Lord, thank you for your gospel. Thank you for the message of Jesus, that through his life, death, and resurrection, we can be free from the penalty of our sins. We can have power through the Holy Spirit to live a godly life. And Lord, we have a hope for a future in which you're going to come back and establish your kingdom fully. Lord Jesus, I pray that as Tim preaches that hope today, it would stir our affections for you. Jesus, in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Tim, it's all yours. Thank you. Well, after that, I'm done. Y'all have a good day. No, I'm just kidding. This, this mic sounds awesome. I love it. Um, as Blake said, we're going to be in the book of Psalms. If you want to, you can turn in your Bibles. I don't have a page number because I have a different Bible than you, but it's at Psalms 19. Uh, well, okay, so I'm new at this, so give me a break. So good morning, everybody. I just want to welcome everybody to Scent here. This is, uh, as you know, he said, Tim Good, if you don't know me. Um, 
we're just going to go through our series. And um, I'd like to pray first before we go into this series to uh, help us to uh, open our hearts and our minds to the Lord. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you today to ask you, Lord, to uh, talk to us, speak to us through your word, Father. We uh, want you to open our hearts and our minds to bring us into you. And Lord, um, we ask, Lord, that may our words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable to you, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. So we get into this, and I'm reading, and I, and I have a buddy that comes to our deal, and he says, hey, you know, the C.S. Lewis likes this one. This is one of his favorites, and so is uh, Sir Isaac Lewis. And I'm like, great. So I found the quote from C.S. Lewis, and he wrote, um, let's see. I take this to be the greatest poem in the Psalter, and one of the greatest lyrics in the world. So I'm thinking... <laughs> No pressure, right? Okay. Because this is like one of the most famous writers there is. So anyway, so I get to study in this, and, and I'm wondering, why, God, why did you put this on me? Because we've got to pick these. And I'm going through here, and I'm like, huh, 19 looks good. It's short. I can do this. <laughs> but when you get into 19, it's not short. You could preach on this thing for half a year. I mean, just all the stuff that's in it. So um, as we go through this, I want you to listen to it. And we have three different ways that God speaks to us. In, and one of them is nature through His beauty. And number two is His Word. And then, of course, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So as we go, we're going to go ahead and read chapters 1 through 6. That is what I call nature. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the expanse proclaims the work of His hands. Day after day they pour out speech, Night after night they communicate knowledge. There is no speech, there are no words. Their voice is not heard. Their message has gone out to the whole earth, and their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens he has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming from his home. It rejoices like an athlete running a course. It rises from one end of the heavens and circles to, their other, to the other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. And I listened to that, and I'm thinking of that, and, and my brother Phil, he, he told me, he goes, you know, they say that the expanses of the universe is still going. When God opened this up and he took it, it just, it's still growing to this day. And he holds everything in his hand, controls it all, and it's like unbelievable. So I took a trip about four years ago, five maybe. My brother Blake and his wife were with us, and... They were just dating at the time. Anyways, so we go, we're going in the mountains. And I asked our youth leader at the time, Joe Espinosa, if y'all don't know him, he's a pretty cool guy. Anyways, I said, hey, are we going to be hiking? He goes, yeah, we're going to do some. I said, all right, cool. No big deal. So we get there and we're talking and we did some things. And then we were going to go up to the mountains for the next four days. So we get our packs together. They teach us how to pack it. It's like 60 pounds. And I'm thinking, ah, no big deal. I'm a big guy. I can handle it. So I'm thinking, get up there. We're about 7,000 feet where we start. We eat lunch, and we put our packs on, and we're cruising. <clears throat> now, mind you, we're going to go from 7,000 feet to 11,800 feet. That's the base camp. Then the peak is 14,000 feet. So we're going, and, and I'm not doing too bad at first, but then I'm like, man, this is, this is tough. 
And I'm looking around, I'm thinking, I'm the oldest dude here. So I keep walking and we're going and I'm hurting. And this guy, Steve, our, 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 our leader, he, he comes by me with these sticks and he's just, you just got to be like this, Tim, just stay in this speed. And I'm like, yeah, that's good for you. You climb mountains every day. I don't. The only mountain I climb is in my truck because, you know, I, I'm a truck driver. So I, I sit on my rear, you know, five to six days a week, I have 12 to 14 hours a day, you know, I'm not in shape, unless you consider round being in shape. Well, then I'm, I'm good. So this guy, I'm dying, and I'm thinking, I cannot go down in front of these kids. They're like 12 to 17 years old. They're all big football players and stuff, and I cannot go down in front of these kids, right? So I'm like, big guys got to stay together, keep together. So we get going, and we're up there, and I'm, the whole time I'm going, by the time we get, we're, I don't have a clue that we're getting close to it, because I keep asking this guy, hey, Steve, how far are we? When are we going to get there? We're almost halfway there. That's all he ever told me. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm about ready to kill this guy. So anyways, we go on, and we get up there, and we get base camp, and I put the tent up, and of course, I'm done. Um, I have no idea that altitude sickness was um, kicking my tail, and it was. I was hurting. and So I got the tent together, and I, I, I didn't even eat dinner. I just went to bed. And... They said that I, I snore really good. <laughs> Anyways, so the next morning, he's waking me up before the sun comes up. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? So he's waking me up, and I'm like, he's like, what's up, Steve? He's like, hey, man, you got to come see this. You have to see this. I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting there, and I'm looking around. I'm trying to wake up, and I'm thinking, man, I wish there was a quick stop close so I could get a monster. Really need a monster right now. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm looking, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be watching, you know, and not being human, not thinking that we're on a trip to be close to Jesus Christ, to get to know Jesus Christ. And little did I know I'm not meeting, you know, because of almost dying. But anyways, I was closer to God because I was 11,000 feet. So I was, I was halfway there, you know. But, <laughs> so, you know, um, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm watching and I'm listening to the birds and the world's coming to life. The, the animals and everything's going. The birds are chirping and it's just absolutely beautiful. We're so far up. We're almost past the timberline is where we're at. And um, so I'm sitting there and I'm looking at these little skinny trees and I'm like, God, this place is gorgeous. And the roar of this creek is un- just unbelievable. And as it goes, the sun starts coming up and I'm watching and I see, mind you, we're in a I, this is the only way I can describe it. We're like in this creek, uh, like an arm deal, and, and there's like six 14,000-foot peaks around us. The one behind us is the one we're going to climb on, or they are. Um, and it's 14,000 and some change, and it's Crestone Peak, and I'm looking at what they call Broken Finger. And so I'm checking this out, and as the sun comes up, it starts creeping over the mountain behind us. And this granite rock turns into the most brilliant gold color. For anybody that's ever been in the mountains and seen this, they call it the golding. And it turned almost brilliant gold that I couldn't even hardly see. I mean, it could, you know, it's bright. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, wow, okay, this is what he wanted me to see. You know, this is God. And you don't even have to see or know it to know that it's God. You know, you just, anybody that can't figure that is God, they, they got problems. But anyway, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm amazed. I, I can't even put it into words, the beauty that I've seen that day. And then the beauty of just being up there and, and uh, it's just, it's indescribable in words. And so as I'm, I'm reading this and I'm studying, you know, and I'm, 
asking Blake and I'm talking to him. I'm like, dude, this is it's really tough. This is a lot here. He goes, yeah, I know, but you got this, man. You got this. And I'm like, I don't know if I got it or not. But <laughs> anyway, so as I'm going, he kind of helps me out. Well, I had to listen to another preacher on a, 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 what do you call it, podcast. Thank you. Um, and so he brought up one of these deals in Colossians 1.16. If you want to turn there, it's fine. If not, I've got it on the screen here. And it, it says something like this. It says, for everything was created by Him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. I'm like reading this and I'm going back and forth and I'm thinking and, and I'm like, this is David, King David that we know about. The, the dragon slayer, you know, the, the kid that killed the giant or dragon. I meant giant. My bad. But he's, you know, and he did this man. What I'm trying to get at is he's human. He's just like every one of us. He does things wrong. He does things great. The man, you know, he committed adultery and then killed the man of her husband, the husband of the woman. Sent him on the first. I mean, he did a lot of not good stuff. Not saying everybody does that, but I'm just saying. You, you get where I'm getting at. He's human. He makes mistakes. But you know, the one thing he did was he come back to God. And when he wrote this, he only had the five books, basically, of the Bible. And we've got the whole Bible. The whole. This, can you imagine what he could have wrote just with all of this? With him writing this and not having any of that. So I'm just amazed at how this man truly had a, had a heart for God. And if I could just be a tenth of what this man was, then I'd be doing good. So as as we go along here, you know, you need to listen. God talks to us through nature. He, he, he pours out his heart to us. He wanted us to enjoy the beauties and the things that we see. He, he made it for us through Jesus Christ, which to me just is amazing. So the second part of this is where I call the second part or whatever. Um, it's the word or the law, if you want to go there. And, and basically, I did it for, uh, seven through thirteen, and I'll continue on down through there. And some of that that um, may not be pertaining, but it kind of goes with each other. So um, if you want to back into Psalm again, we're going to read the scripture from uh, seven through thirteen. The instructions of the Lord is perfect. Renewing of one's life, the testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. Which I got to stop right there. I, I keep seeing that and I go on past it, but the inexperienced wise, I am so inexperienced at this. But do you realize in the past, well, about three weeks, I guess, I have learned so much just by reading this and going back and forth and having my brother Blake and and Rick and Phil and everybody that, that we all came together and helped and I can't thank the guys enough because and the Lord too because by Him you don't have to be a scholar to understand this. You just have to read His Word and believe in Him and love Him and and He will show you what He wants. He will talk to you. So that's another way He talks through His Word. He has to me anyways. So we'll continue. I'm sorry. Uh, number eight. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, 
enduring forever. The ordinance of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than abundance of pure gold, and sweeter than honey dripping from the honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them, and in keeping them there is an abundant reward. Now I want to jump back just a quick second on the more desirable than gold. The way I take this is in an abundance of pure gold. Like pure gold is like like it talks about the streets of gold, I think. It's almost see-through. It's so pure. It's so and, and God is word in his in his commands and everything are more pure than that. No I look at this, no matter the amount of gold you have, money or whatever, it's not gonna get you to heaven. His word, his believing and his loving and knowing his son in a one on one relationship. Not just, oh, I'm going to read the Bible. No, you need to one-on-one. I'm going to go off the rails a little bit. And I know this. somebody said that this happened. My father-in-law actually said this. I told my third grade kids, I always told them this. I taught VBS for three, four years. And I always told them, I said, you have to have a one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ, the Lord. Because, and I look at them, I was like, you know me? Well, they're like, yeah, you're Tim. I'm like, no, do you know me? If I come to your house and your mom and dad's gone and I knock on the door, are you going to let me in? And they look at me like, well, no. <laughs> okay, you don't have a one-on-one relationship with me. If you do that with Jesus Christ and you don't have a one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ, when he comes knocking, do you think, and you don't let him in, do you think he's going to let you in his house if he doesn't know you? Total, they're just like, whoa. You know, it's like light bulbs. And so I, I just... I know that sounds real basic, but it's, it's true. He's not going to let us in if we don't have a one-on-one relationship with him. We can't just one day, oh, hey, God, help me do this. Hey, God, help me do that. You've got to be talking to him just like you talk to your wife or your son or your husband or your kid or whatever. Um, and I know I've failed in my days, but I, I try to teach my children. It's been tough because a lot of times, we, like I said, we become human. We are human, and we fail. You're not perfect. Just because you're Christian, you're not perfect. Just because you believe in the Lord, you're not perfect. The only perfect one, they killed. And when we get to heaven, that's when we get our sanctification and we get to be perfect. But until then, we have to live here and we have to strive to be the best. So I'm sorry, I will continue. Third, or number 12. Who perceives his unintentional sins cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule me. Then I will be blameless and cleansed from blatant rebellion. At this time, when David wrote this, he had no clue who Jesus Christ was. He knew God by no means. And he knew God really good. But he had no idea that Jesus Christ was going to come and save us. So, I was... Remember, I think it was you, Blake, right? When we were talking, you telling me about Hebrews? I had it already marked for some reason. But anyway, so I went to Hebrews 1. And if you want to turn there again, if not, we've got it back on the screen again for you. And it says, 1 and 2. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these days, these last days, excuse me, He has spoken to us by His Son. God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. 
So I'm reading that and I'm like, wow. Even God made, even back here in the Psalms, when David's talking about the universe, God made it through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was already here, guys. He hadn't been born yet, but he was already here. So I feel like if you, if you don't hear from God and you feel you can't hear from him, just remember God speaks to you. And, and, and he will talk to you. He loves us. We're his kids. It's just like today's Father's Day. And I would do anything for my children. I'd take a bullet for my kids. And I know God does that. He already has. He took our sins and He crawled on that cross and He took nine inch nails for our, for our sins. Not just mine, but yours, everybody's. Can you imagine? They said it takes like six days or something for somebody to die on a, on a cross in crucifixion. He died in six hours. Pontius Pilate was surprised he died that fast. But after they scourged him and they kicked him and treated him like a dog, threw him in dung, gave him a drink of wine with a sponge. The Romans used a sponge to wipe their backsides and they put wine on it and stuck it to his lips. Our Savior. If you can't get that through your head and know that Jesus Christ was up there for us, guys, that's some serious stuff. I've done a lot of soul searching here in the past few days, past few weeks. And I ain't living as right as I should. I'm, I'm going to get back on track. i got to get that train lined up. I ask that you do the same. Because the way the world's going right now, it's pretty short. I know they said that back in these days, but there's a lot of stuff lined up now that's, that's really coming. So that's number three. I'm sorry, I, I broke off in that deal. I'm, I'm kind of crazy. But number three, <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ came here. He saved us. Um, Chris, if you want to come on up, you can. I'm pretty getting pretty close to being done here. Um, I left 14 out for a reason, because verse 14 in here, it's in here. But with Jesus Christ dying for our sins and dying on the cross, it allows 14 to come true for us. So we can ask our Redeemer, our, our rock, which Jesus Christ is our rock, that we can one day ask on Him to save us, to, to, to forgive us for our sins and our transgressions. So I'll read 14 and then... Um, before I call this good. So 14 says, May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to You, Lord, my rock, and my Redeemer. You'll bow your heads for about 20 seconds and just take a few minutes to ask God to speak to you. Ask Him what He wants you to hear. Because I know that He will come to you and He will talk to you. In the times of troubles and the times that I've had in my life where I've been low, been through a lot of stuff I know everybody has, I've been that He's been there for me. I never noticed it until I looked around and He's actually been there for me and came to me.
Father, as your spirit speaks to us today, Lord, I just pray that you would give us the courage to listen. Uh, Lord, thank you for an amazing message from Tim through Psalm 19. Lord, I pray that it spoke to everybody's heart as it spoke to my own. Jesus, I pray that we would be people who see you in everything, who as we look at nature and we look at your word, and ultimately we look at the gospel of Jesus Christ, we see the ways in which you speak to us as a good, good father. Jesus, it's in your name I pray. Amen. Friends, let's give a hand to Tim. He did awesome. He needs some of my ADHD medicine with his rapture. You guys are used to that. Hey, if you would, let's stand up. I want to praise this God. This God who speaks to us through nature. This God who speaks to us through his word. And this God who ultimately speaks to us through his son, Jesus Christ. Let's see. for tuning in to the Ascent Church podcast. You can check in with us on social media at My Ascent Church. New episodes each week. Thanks. Thanks.